I'm Miss W, and I'm a teacher. And I'm Mrs. B, and I'm a teacher. Teaching really is an art, but with our actual degrees and experience in schools, we have a BS in education. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. It's ABS in education. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 10. We're double digits. Episode 10. Woohoo! BS in education. 10th one. We haven't done it yet, but we're about to do it. So, Miss W, what is, yes. the, what is your BS worthy of... The big one oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm glad this has to do with almost an age, but not really. But okay, okay I'm good. getting old. We all know that. We're all getting old. Sure. I know I have told you this story, Miss B, but I have not told our listeners. So about six months ago, I went vegetarian. I've got this list of 40 things I want to do before I turn 40. And one of them was to be vegetarian for a month. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be vegetarian. I'm going to get like my blood work done. Uh, I'll just eat vegetables for a while, then I'll get it done again and see what's different because my cholesterol is not high, but like in cholesterol numbers, there's a range of normal. I don't remember what the normal range is, but let's just say normal cholesterol is 100. And once you get to 115, it's considered high. Mine is not high, but it's a tiny bit above the normal. Normal, okay. So it's in this like it's in the yellow. nebulous area. Right. In the yellow, not the red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been vegetarian. Everything's been great. But then we, you know, fucking locked down. So you can't go to the doctor's office unless it's an emergency. Finally went to the doctor, got um, a physical and got my blood work done and got the results back. My cholesterol's the fucking exact same. <laughs> That blows. But you know what the good news is? Eat whatever you want now because it doesn't matter. I just couldn't believe it because I really, like I ate bacon on a real regular basis. I was like, okay, slow your roll. We're going to do this. Oh, so I bought bought, um, Metamucil, which I've never Mm. taken before Mm -hmm. because one of the things on the little- Isn't that fiber? it is, but one okay. of the things it says is that it like uh, it it makes your cholesterol lower. So I was like, "What the fuck? Ever? It makes you feel fuller, and mm. so you get plenty of fiber, sure. which I already get a shit ton of fiber." Well, especially if you're eating a bunch of vegetables, right? Like all but, fiber, but right? it also says it it lowers your cholesterol. So I was like, "Yeah, I'll try okay. it." Oh my god, it just turns to snot if you don't drink it right away. It Have does. Ever it's dr- real I gross. Yeah, I took one sip and I was like, "Okay, this is fine. Just kind of tastes like orange tang." No, you and can't took- sip it. You gotta slam it. <laughs> I didn't know that. So I took the second sip and was like, is this thicker or is is. it my imagination? I was like, it's my imagination. Fast forward like two more minutes and it was straight up slime. Yeah. Like the children like to play with. It's like a cement mixer shot where they mix like, and you can feel it in your mouth getting Uh all coagulated and stuff. That's nasty. Well, that that is BS, but it's so that's also BS. it's also, also good S yes. because now you can go back to eating dirty, now, nasty, yeah, just red whatever meat I want, so much. Whatever I want, man. <laughs> What's diet, your BS? Diet is stupid. I know, my diet BS. Is stupid. <laughs> my BS is these bizarro fucking dreams I've been having lately. So I think I talked a couple of weeks about how a t- couple of weeks ago about how I have to sleep with my weighted blanket now because otherwise yes. I just like my body jitters too much and I can't fall asleep. So under this weighted blanket, I sweat so much. And then I have these really ridiculously scary dreams 
to where I'll start, I guess, shouting out or trying to run in my sleep. Oh my goodness. And my husband has to like wake me up. And if I go back to sleep, I continue to have the dream. And they're usually about demons or like just real, real supernaturally <laughs> oh, stuff no. that I'm not cool with. It's real, real bad. So I would like for that to stop, please. Do you think the weighted blanket has anything to do with it like, like maybe you know i feel like I... i'm pinned down and trapped yeah. i don't know because i've had that whatever that that experience is when your brain starts to wake up before sleep paralysis yes. totally i've, I've had, had that before. before and it is it's real scary fun. yeah it's very awful so i wonder if it's almost like sleep because i've only used my weighted blanket for naps i've never used it to sleep yeah. the whole night I don't, know. I don't know, but I can't it's go back to sleep. Professional without it now. opinion as a sleep doctor. Thank you, as a, <laughs> a sleep a therapist. <laughs> what else was I going to tell you just now? Fuck, it fell out of my head. I can't remember. The anyway, blanket. it was about sleep. You can't, you can't I can't. Sleep anyway, my thoughts are not so so good or words anymore <laughs> because I'm not getting great sleep. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. So also, I've always had this thing, like since I was a child, where. That cusp of where you're laying in bed and you're almost all the way asleep, but I'll hear like loud conversations and loud noises, like a cacophony of like I'm standing in a crowded room or like a wedding reception or something. And I hear all these voices. And if I open my eyes, all the voices go away. But those those have started happening in my dreams, too, to where like the sounds will follow me out of the dreams. So I don't know. Maybe I'm haunted. I don't know. Maybe That's maybe there's a scary. demon that lives in my brain. Maybe hey guys, welcome is. to a BS in education. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? I don't demons. know. Demons. Demons and things. I've also had a lot of uh, Coke today because my parents were in town and I love them so much and they bought all the little tiny Cokes and then they oh, left town cute. and they left all this fucking sugar here and I've just... I don't have a shutoff valve so i've drank a lot do you of remember that time you were flying home from your parents i think that's what it was and your mom made all the individual snack bags of goldfish crackers and it looked like drugs oh <laughs> yes was that you it yes. was me and then they they took all of them out and they used like their special drug powder tsa like <laughs> tested them all for drugs i was like you can see the goldfish in there Calm I down, man. About that. Yeah, my mom. Miss <laughs> B's mom, mom so thought she was being sweet. She was, was but we had to all throw the all our snacks away. Oh, nope. real That's bad. A fantastic, but also awful story. So all right, awful. Well, why don't you tell us what our learning objective hey, yeah, is? Hey, yeah, let's today. kick it off. So this week, our objective is to warn educators about common pitfalls that new teachers might experience. Mm-hmm. And I feel like today will be very useful for both brand new teachers and all teachers because this year is like the first year teaching for all of us because everything is so different and weird. So we're all kind of starting on a level playing field, which is pretty interesting for the first time in forever. Mm-hmm. So um, why don't you kick it off? Because I think you started this list and then I'll pick it up. At I did. Five. And it's not in any particular order. Uh, it's not. It is like now because there's like, bulleted numbers <laughs> next to yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, if, it, if the, the, this were a lesson plan, it might not necessarily be the best because I just wrote them down as I thought of them. Um, so, so my number one is not spending enough time on routines and expectations mm. at the beginning of either your class or your school year. So I know for me as a first year teacher... I had, um, uh, what's imposter syndrome and I have imposter oh, syndrome totally. with everything I do, Still but I it. had this, like, I have to hurry up and teach them something. Yeah. That's what I felt like 
like I had this pressure of like, oh my gosh, no, we have to get to the lesson. And I didn't understand that, no, it's fine if the first week all you're doing is teaching them the routines and reinforcing Mm -hmm. stuff because it's setting up the rest of your year. Are you going to do some readings, some other shit? Yes, of course you are. But it's like I felt like I was running out of time constantly, which made me a shitty teacher and made me not not set up the different routines and stuff and it but yeah so that is like my biggest thing is like give yourself a break just tell totally. yourself this is all i'm doing this week is setting and you have up to remember also expectations are. that the beginning of every school year they build in so much review from the year before and right. that's to give us a because they need to review because over the summer we forget everything but also to have time to set up those procedures and routines and if you don't you are shitting all over the rest of your school year because they will run all over you. And you have to have, because even if you're a wonderful first year teacher and you do have your procedures and routines set up, I guarantee you there's like 10 things going on in your classroom that you did not set up a procedure for because you didn't even think about it. Like, how do I get a tissue? Like, what's the procedure? Do I need to raise my hand and ask you? Can I just get up and go get it? When can I sharpen my pencil? Am I allowed to sharpen my... Like, just these tiny little things can totally fuck up your whole class if there's no routine set. And I would I would be willing to bet that that's one of the top two to three things you can do to help kids be successful with their behavior in your class. Like, if you have your thumb on top of every single movement they will ever need to make in your classroom and they know what's expected of them, it's going to help so many different things. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with that because there's there's so many things that I don't give a shit how they do it. I just want them to do it and not talk to me about it. But I have to teach that as a routine. Yes. Like, it's also boring as a teacher. Oh, my you God. You want them to just know how to do all of this yeah. already. Yeah. So it's like, for me, it's almost like it's, it's again, that, that feeling of, am I ever actually teaching anything? Right. Yes, you are. You really so need don't to. Don't skimp. Just do the Just stuff, which do really, it. that's what rolls into my nev- number two is being inconsistent. But I think that comes from not having clear procedures and expectations. It totally does. So then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, Thomas, go sharpen your pencil. It's totally fine. When that, you know, you know, rolls into something else that messes up another thing from the day. Right. And then you're like, oh, no, wait, actually, this would be better if we did pencil sharpening this thing. But that, you know, half the class wasn't listening to this. So it just keeps snowballing. It snowballs. chaos. And speaking of rolling into your number two and inconsistency, it all, like, it all goes together. Because, for instance, my mom has been buying these little tiny Cokes that I'm not used to. And it's inconsistent for my body. So you know what's rolling into my number two? A whole bunch of diarrhea. So you've got to be consistent if you don't want classroom diarrhea, guys. It's a metaphor for life. Um, but yeah, but I'm the same way because I don't give a shit when you get up to go sharpen your pencil or if you need to go stand up and walk around while I'm lecturing just to stretch your legs. Like, I don't care about any of that stuff. But the teachers, like the year before, if they're the kind who don't let you scratch your nose without raising their hand and asking permission, they're, they're going to do that in my classroom. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm like, here are the things that, that Mrs. B just wants you to do without asking as long as you don't disturb anyone. Like getting a tissue and throwing it away, um, going to your cubby to get a pencil, or standing up and stretching your legs. Like, please do not stop the class and raise your hand because it's just going to annoy me. So that's a huge thing. Being inconsistent is 
really hard for me to, well, not hard for me, but here's, here's what makes it tough. If you have too many rules in your classroom, rules have to have a consequence, right? So a rule is different than a procedure. Procedure is just how we do stuff. A rule is you may or may not do this thing. So if you establish these things as rules and they're breaking the rules, then you have to follow it up with consistent consequences. Consequences. So if you have a list of 15 rules, or even if you, if one of your rules is raise, raise your hand before you speak and you have the kid who shouts out all the time, but you don't want to fucking make a thing out of it because it's really not that big of a deal. Well, now you have to, because that's how you worded it on your rules. So you can't, you've got to really sit down and think through what, what is worth my time in the classroom? Like what Mm -hmm. is something that needs a consequence and what is something that just needs a reminder of the procedure. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You know what I mean? Burn. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Number three, trying to teach too much too fast, mm-hmm. especially if you are really passionate about whatever the subject matter is, or if you have a great activity planned, yeah. you just want to jump to that activity, but you have to constantly remind yourself of these are third graders or fourth graders or fifth graders or eighth graders or 12th graders or whatever. Uh-huh. And I can't skip the steps. It's going to make so many more problems for me if I jump right into the fun stuff. Isn't that or, the saddest thing when you have like I the coolest just thing want to, do, to do, do and then you the kids aren't ready for it and you do it anyway. And then by the end of it, you're just like, fine, we're done. We're out of fucking time. You yep. blew it. Like, no more time left. No and more I'm time. I'm going to clean this up all by myself. You ruined you got, the, the bell fun. Just rang. <laughs> yeah. You ruined your own fun. My advice is if you have something super cool planned and you have like a schedule where you only have 45 minutes a day with these kids or you know that you are very much buckled into your time, especially if you're not in a self-contained classroom and you can't, you know, flub mm-hmm. the time at all, give yourself a few days to do it so that you can have ample time to get them Fully prepared with everything, setting up the procedures, how they get the materials, who's doing what, modeling the whole thing first. Um, Because there's always those kids that as soon as you give them something, they just start doing whatever they think it is. And I'm one of those kids. Like anytime we go to a PD and they give me something, I start doing it and then I find out that it was wrong. I'm like, damn it. Yeah, you, I don't read the re- the instructions when I, don't I buy something from Ikea. Hell I just no. put that shit together. I build that shit backwards, and then my husband walks in. He's like, why are the wheels on the side? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. There was I, a hole there. I for sure had a coffee table with, like, these two drawers that you push in, and they'll pop out. Yeah. And I 100% put them in upside down at first. Well, and was just like, mother... Fucker. But I should have looked at the little should've illustration. Looked at the stupid thing. With the little guy and known. Because some of uh, us are I... wired that way and some of us mm-hmm. are not. But if that's the thing is if you don't want the kids to start without knowing what's going on, don't give them anything and show them right. the finished product and then show them the steps along the way that you want them to be taking. I think for this year especially, we need to really be conscious of trying to teach too much Mm -hmm. because uh, it's just going to be a year of mini lessons man mini lesson mini lesson mini Mini. lesson especially for those of you that are doing completely virtual or virtual at the same time as in (sighs) class i know i have a meeting with the it department on wednesday i gotta drive to my university thing and i don't know if I should tell them, have I told you how I'm doing my class yet? Yeah. Or no? Okay, so it's like That's I so have the, the students on Monday. 
I have half on Monday and half on Wednesday. Yeah. And the university's idea is like very much a lecture model. So just like half of them get to be in person and then the other day they're just watching at home. The on video Zoom. of your okay. Right. But I don't it's not a lecture. It's a freaking movement and voice class with yeah. actors and discovery and bullshit like that. So I'm doing the exact same thing on Monday as Wednesday. But the day that you are not coming to my class, there is going to be like an, an assignment endless, or an, thing that yes, you do. an independent study thing yeah. that they can do no regardless of whether the technology works. So I don't know whether to mention that to the t- I just want to be like, don't you know waste what? Your ask time for forgiveness. Yeah. Ask for forgiveness because they probably don't give a shit anyway. I'm going to be honest. They with do you. not. Like my, the chair of my department told me it's totally fine to teach the same thing on Monday yeah. and Wednesday. But the tech department has it in their head that they need to make sure I can share documents and do this and that it's You're broadcast. Like, calm your tits, two cameras guys. in the room. And I'm like, I no. don't want to see a video of my ass walking around telling people yeah. to breathe no, and you. stuff in their mouth. Ma- yeah. So. No, thank you. How did you. I get off on this tangent? Oh, I don't yes. know. Don't try to teach too don't much. Don't try. It yes. is fine. Yeah, don't try at all. Yeah, I, just don't <laughs> it's try. It's fine if you're teaching Full less stop. this year. It's fine. It's We're, better to teach yeah. a little really well than to have the kids not have a grasp of anything. Totally. Especially because they are going to be doing so much stuff online. No matter what the situation is, everybody's going to be online at some point, And mm-hmm. it's new to everybody, including you. So... Have grace with yourself. Pump the brakes. You know, you're we're not nobody's gonna win anything this year. We're all a bunch mm-hmm. of losers for the first time. So just like coast through. If we can make it through this and nobody dies, I feel like it's a very successful year. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. Aye, aye, all right. aye. Next one, which this one was also really hard for me. Uh not contacting parents until there's a problem. Oh, it's so important. I fucking I hate it. Hate calling I parents. Hate but it you so know what's much. a lot better? Calling them to tell them that Thomas does a great job sharpening the pencils. Yep. So that when Thomas tries to stick your glue sticks from your hot glue gun in the pencil sharpener, you've built up some rapport. With if he parents. tries to kimchi you or control, con- <laughs> kimchi is a type of called. food, right? Yes, what that is. is that what is, is the finger like, in the asshole? Uh, cabbage. Cabbage. Kachow. Ka- Kachu. It kind of looked like kachu, but I didn't. That's a sneeze. I don't know how it was pronounced. Yeah. We're saying it wrong. We could easily Google this right now. K-A-N-C-H-O. Kancho. Kancho. Finger in the ass. We're both making (laughs) little handguns. Jabbing. Jabbing up the butt. motions. Did you watch that video I sent you? I did. I laughed so hard. I also told my nine-year-old about it because he was before bed. (laughs) We We read a story. We read his book. And then he goes tell me a story while you pat my back. I was like, okay. He, well, he, he heard us in the other room in here laughing really hard. He goes, you said the F word three times. I was like, I sure did. And he oh, goes, no. he goes, don't worry, everyone. He hears that from me all the time. So it wasn't shocking. So he goes, what, what were y'all talking about? And I was like, well, in Japan, they have this fun game. He thought it was the funniest thing in the world. He goes, tell me again what they do. So I showed him a little video. He was yes! dying. He thought it was so cute. Um, he goes, Can And it's... all the statues. Like, yes, they the have, statues. Like, these, those are like playground statues of somebody so funny. jabbing their fingers. Jabbing their fingers their, their playmates the butt. butts. This will never be a topic that gets old for me. I want that. Can we make a t-shirt, a merch, a merch shirt for BS oh and Oh my God, Ed? that'll be our nest. That'll be our next stickers. I'm so mad I didn't think about that on this round of stickers. That's okay. Is the deal still going on? 
damn it, no, oh. it ended. They're gonna That's do okay. another one. It's they'll a sticker company. One. It's they'll not like they're rolling one. in cash. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you get back to contacting the parents. <laughs> yes. I fucking hate it so much, especially phone calls. I almost never. I'm gonna be honest. I hate. I hate phone calls. Period. Like when my mm-hmm. husband calls, I don't pick up the phone. When Miss W calls, I don't pick up the phone. <laughs> I don't listen to my voicemails for months at a time. Like I am a texter. So, but I, what I will do is I'll send home a handwritten note like, hey, I just want to let you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's always something positive at the beginning of the year. And if you can, like, you'll know the first two days, like who are the ones that you know you're going to have to be contacting the right. parents all the time. Send them the notes home first while you still have something good to say. And then you will have primed the prompt to be like, did you know that your kid is a dick sometimes? And they're going to be like, mm-hmm, I did know that. I am in this. I'm going to have to send you this screenshot. So another podcast I listen to is a parenting podcast. And they have a Facebook group. And it's just, uh, just, just a bunch of people just in there talking about their lives in the podcast. And there was this woman today that was like, I can't remember how old her son was. I want to say between 11 and 13. And it was like, oh, my God, my... 12-year-old son, Thomas is the name for the day, my 12-year-old son, Thomas, I'm watching him trying to do his lessons. He keeps sliding out of his chair. He's acting like a baby. He's pouting. She's saying all this stuff and she's like, I don't know what to do. He's going to fail the seventh grade. Help. And I'm just sitting Go here over there going, pop him in the back of the head. I know. Yes. But that's the difference is I can't pop your kid in the back of the head when they're doing that shit. But you at home, parents, right now, now is your time to step up and smack them in the head in front of all their friends on Zoom. Be like, sit your ass up and do your math problem. And do your lesson. Do your yeah, active so participation. As much as I hate having to teach virtually, there is part of me that is just like, oh, there is so much parent karma happening Isn't right there? now. And it is oh, just it making feels so me good my ass off you know what sucked though was when it first when the virtual stuff first started happening was the parents whose kids i had to sit with pretty much constantly during the school year and i kept telling the parents this but they didn't believe me they were very pissed at me because they were having to sit with their kids to do literally everything and i was just kind of like it's weird i've been telling you that all year long and yet you've (laughs) done nothing like telling you that your kid needs more support than i can provide on my own strange it's crazy how that happens anyway okay yeah yeah talk to the parents make them your friends it'll it'll help you in the long run um oh but don't give them your personal cell phone number i know teachers who've and i've been one of these teachers where they have your personal cell phone number just don't do that get a get a google phone yes. fake phone number if you need to but um, you don't uh, want people Remind texting you. Remind is great. Have you used the Remind app? Remind app is wonderful. Because mm-hmm. you can set parameters to where you can only receive texts. Like during your during office like hours. your office hours. Exactly. Because I also, yeah, I don't have my email that goes to my phone either. I just kind of try to cut that off. I if turned I that off to this it, year. This is it. the first year I did it. And it made my quality of life a lot better. So oh. important. Okay. All right, give us our next tip. Number five. First year teachers, we love everything to look so cute and perfect and having cute products to send home to parents, no matter what the grade level. Don't do that. Think about before you plan something or create something or spend money on something, is it cute or is it quality? Like, Mm -hmm. don't waste your time on cute little book reports where they're just tracing a picture of their hand and then, you know, drawing a picture of them as that care. Like, I've seen so many cute projects in classrooms and I'm like, 
what was the learning objective, I wonder? Because you have a limited amount of time with your little friends in the classroom. So if you're spending all the time on cute stuff that doesn't have any meat to it, it's real. you're not doing your job right. And you're wasting money and time. So just don't do that to yourself. Don't do it. Um, Okay, number six. This one's hard. You will find yourself unintentionally playing favorites. Like you're going to have, like now I I can consciously recognize, like, I love this kid. This kid is hilarious, cracks me up all the time, but I got to be really careful to make sure that kid never knows at all that they're on my top list, top of my, you know, favorites list. But it's harder as a new teacher to do that because you see a little comrade with you in the classroom, like, oh, this right. is my, this is going to be my because classroom you feel helper. So alone. You do. You're just so, I, you're, you're the one in charge all day and they're all looking to you. So if you have that one kid who's like, this is going to be my good one. You're going to find yourself like glomming onto them or mm-hmm. just using them more than you would any other kid. You can't do that because all the other kids notice and it makes you look like an idiot and a jerk. So don't do that. I started pretty recently, like in the last few years, telling students that they're my favorite but I tell every one of them they are. And then tell them, don't you tell anybody else I said that. And it's only bitten (laughs) me in the ass a few times because somebody will be like, I'm her favorite. And somebody else is like, oh, oh, I am. And then I have to do the like, I love you all equally. But for the most part, this little bit of lying on my part has has been great. It'll really help you out. Or if you can find yourself, if you find that one kid where you're like, I hate this kid's gut so much. You have to pretend like that one is your favorite because yes. you'll it'll change it'll change your own your own feelings toward that kid. Like mm-hmm. instead of getting this this acidic sort of feeling towards this child, if you're like, oh, Mitchell, thank you so. I just love how you do that. Come sit by me, Mitchell. I'm so excited you're here today. Come like if you do that to mm-hmm. that kid that you hate. A, usually the kid that you hate is the kid that everybody else hates too. So it'll help raise his stock a little bit, raise his little friend's self-esteem. And it will also help you to forget how much you don't like them and look at them more as like this interesting creature that you're trying to understand as opposed to the most obnoxious person you've ever met. It's like that, um, but it also has that effect, uh, that psychological effect of even if you are feeling shitty, if you smile for 30 seconds in a row. It it changes your chemicals. It does. It like releases endorphins or something like that. And it actually does something. So I feel like if you keep telling that child how much you like them, appreciate them, whatever it is, that it's probably going to change your attitude also. What do they call that? Manifesting? You'll Maybe. manifest it's that like reality. A secret. It is. Bring, ching. I'll bring my singing bowl next time. <laughs> I do have a singing bowl, you guys, that I got from Amazon for like 10 bucks, and I just tap it. This. Let me give you a I great teaching those. tip. I just tap it, and then this beautiful chime sound just floats throughout the classroom, and everybody calms down. And then if they don't hear it the first time, I'll do it again, and I'll wait for everybody to hear it. And then if they still don't shut up, I'm like, did you or did you not hear me hit the side of the bowl? What do you do when you hear the soothing sound of the bowl? And then they all are ashamed. So that's a really good teaching technique <laughs> to start Zen and then turn into a bitch. <laughs> I have a couple. I've, I've never had one of the like chimes or bells, um, but I have one thing when I'm teaching theater and I have littles, I'll say, and a hush fell over the crowd. And they, they all go, go hush. So and cute. it's so cute. And then I'll also do, 
if you can hear my voice clap once. Oh, yeah. If you can hear my voice clap twice. But I'll have like one or two kids near me and I'll be like, help me do this. Yes. But when it gets really loud, because it's hard for me to not yell and sometimes mm-hmm. I'll be, because I just get so excited. But sometimes I'll have a rehearsal and I'll have 90 kids. Yeah. And they're not being bad. They're, they're just, just being kids loud 90 at a time. They're yeah. theater. Yeah. So the clap one is probably my favorite but i'm notoriously guilty of trying to smash too much stuff into my hour that i have i do too and i don't even teach fun stuff you at least teach fun stuff but i just i get very i go off on tangents i'm sure you can't tell by this podcast but i have a tendency (laughs) to go off on tangents and then i'm like boy look at the time but y'all if we only talked about what was on the google doc this would be like an eight minute podcast and it would be boring as shit um okay so here's number seven don't over plan um, because you're going to, if you over plan, you're going to feel like you have to stick with that plan and you're going to get stuck. Um, mm-hmm. you're going to spend too much time trying to think of the wording for your objective. You're going to spend too much time worrying about like, oh, I put so much thought into how I'm going to do X, Y, Z, but this lesson is not l- working with these kids, but you're going to feel like you have to finish it because that's what you put down. So don't do that. Just try to try to train yourself to have your skeleton of what's going on. You do want to have an objective in your mind. Like this is the goal by the end of this class or this day or whatever, this is what they should be able to do. But the way that you get there, just be prepared like a river that splits off into many rivulets down to the (laughs) Gulf. Be ready to, you know, Man, you should see the Ms. fancy finger. Miss B is finger. doing some beautiful, like, you know, in Wayne's World when <laughs> they do the flashbacks. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's what it looks yes, like. Yes, be ready to <laughs> your lesson to wherever it needs to go so that you can have success for that day. Uh, nice. Nice, nice. And, okay, so I'm going to say a little bit of the opposite. So, yes, over planning. That's terrible, terrible, terrible. But always have a little something extra on your mm-hmm. lessons. You have like a you have a, like a going deeper moment because every once in a while, something that you think would take an hour takes they twenty minutes. minutes. Yeah, and then you're just like, oh. So have have something. Good call. Even mm-hmm. if it's like a silly game or a tangent that you've prepared on the topic, or just. <laughs> something that you so can go off on. For I 20 minutes. I as a theater teacher when I'm um you know our our routine or whatever i spent 20 minutes talking about routine and then you i did. didn't think of the word so i'll have like my objective for the day we'll have a word of the day we're learning and then we'll usually have a game for the week that somehow ties into all of it and then after they've learned that game i hot glue it to the wall on mm. a piece of paper so then when i get into these situations where it's like oh shit we, we have like, an extra now it's time I for just, a game i just say okay we're gonna and then i just look at the wall and i don't have to use my brain nice. or that's I'll a great idea thomas or whoever and say thomas go go pick your favorite game that's what we're gonna play and and it's good because you know what they have learned already you don't have right. to go wait shit did i teach did these kids heads up seven up do they know this game so yeah good call go. another little or you can always say take out a tip. book and and do free reading because everybody needs yes. to read it's Absolutely. boring for some friends though i would love yeah. it like i loved any I chance too. to read and not get in trouble i would always get books confiscated as a kid because that would always have really? them in my desk and like read my books during class and then teachers would take them and i'm like but i'm bored Oh, well, so sad. Nerd. Okay. All right, tell us the next Total one. Nerd. <laughs> um, number eight, don't feel like you have to say yes to everything. You're allowed to say no to stuff. And people will pick on the first-year teacher because they know that mm-hmm. you're nervous and they know that you want to fit in and they know that you want to 
look like a quality employee. And so they're going to ask you to do stuff. You don't have to say yes to everything. So just say no about some stuff. What you could do is have like a certain number of yeses that you can give out. Kind of when you have that kit. So I've done this before for kids who ask questions about everything where I give them a little sticky note. And every time they ask me a question, I give them a tally mark. But I'm like, you only have five questions for today. So use them real carefully. Give yourself five yeses for the week. I had no idea. This is why we're friends. This is why we're friends. Same thing. I'll look at them. Go. You're out of. You're You're out out. of questions. Sorry. Go ask Ask somebody else. Yep. (laughs) Maybe you shouldn't have asked me about if you could use your red pencil or your pink pencil. Maybe you should have saved that one for something else. God damn, that pisses me off so much when it, when I'm like, write your name on the paper. And they're like, uh, do you want me to write it in cursive or print? I'm like, I don't fucking care. Write your just name. In English. I just in want English. to just be your write, name. Do I have to write my whole name or can I put my initials in my number? I'm like, why would you even ask that question? Just write your goddamn name. You could have been done by now. <laughs> oh, you get a sticky note with your tallies. No, thank you. Okay. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Number nine, taking things home. Um, I still struggle with this because I would Mm -hmm. prefer to grade papers like in front of the TV at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night with some wine. So, I mean, if you enjoy doing it at home, that's fine. But if you're lesson planning at home or you're like doing too much, don't do a bunch of stuff at home. If you're making phone calls to parents from home, don't do that. You've got to cut it off at some point. So try to leave as much at school as you can. Also, before I had children and a family... I would frequently come home with a ton of emotional baggage, which is really, I feel like a natural part of teaching just because you're exposed to hundreds of different personal lives in a day and you, and they're children. So you take so much home with you, try to do that exercise where you physically check your luggage at the school before you leave. I am miming taking off your Mm -hmm. backpack and putting it in the overhead compartment, check your baggage at the door and try not to bring that home because you're not going to fix anything at home. It's just going to make you feel bad and have night terrors and sweat under your anxiety blanket. So don't do that. So most schools will say that you have to have a certain number of grades mm-hmm. per semester or nine weeks or whatever. Yeah. And they'll say you have to have it for each subject and that can be challenging oh, tips. sometimes. Yeah. So so as far as not taking things home, the uh, I've worked, not every school, the last school I worked at did not have like an online system for inputting your grades but the one before that did and i would have that open Mm -hmm. at least once a week to give the kids grades for stuffing so so when it was participation stuff while they're doing their work i would just you know go cycle through decide like okay everybody gets 10 points except for these three jackasses that aren't doing their work Uh and i would input it in the computer right then i'd put in the notes you know thomas was not doing his work yeah yeah and then you move on and you've got your documentation and then at the end of the semester you're not struggling to go oh god i guess i'll just nine worksheets (laughs) yes yeah So true. That's such a great idea. I would also take a clipboard. So there were lots of times when I had to shut my computer all the way off because when it rained, there would be like water that would fall on my computer. So I had to unplug it all the way and push it out of the way. But what I would do is I would take a clipboard and I would put all the kids' numbers on one side and then I would put like week one, week two, three, whatever. And whatever class it was, I would walk around and give them a participation grade on that clipboard. So when I went home, I could easily do the same yes, thing. Or at the end of the day, quickly. when I could turn my computer back on, I could easily do that. But yeah, make it easy on yourself. Not everything has to be a real legitimate grade. It shouldn't be because your kids, especially if you have to have like two or three grades per subject per week, that's 
Right. It is unreasonable right. to have like product-based quality work grades that many. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the last one I put is um, reinventing the wheel as one of the top mistakes of new teachers. We are so trained and bright, especially if you're coming out of college and you've just taken all your classes and you've just done student teaching and you're full of these wonderful ideas. And so sometimes it feels like I can do whatever they did last year. I can do it better. I can make it more wonderful. Mm -hmm. Please don't do that to yourself. Limit the number of things that you're going to start from scratch and create um, because you will burn out so quickly if you're trying to make everything your own the first year you're going to need to beg and borrow and steal for i mean as a teacher we do it all the time we're constantly borrowing and stealing from each other um so just do that and then pick and choose the things that you're super passionate about to change because it's a waste of your life don't waste Mm -hmm. your life (laughs) it's so short speaking of don't waste your life so i was on Instagram on our Instagram account, just kind of looking at teacher stuff. And there's this account, I can't remember what it's called. It's like teacher career coach or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's basically a person that's just like, what do you want to do besides teaching? Wow. It's all just like, it's like, it's okay to quit. It's like the the opposite of recruiting teachers. (laughs) That's hilarious. I was, uh, I was wow. looking at that today a little bit and was like, huh, it's not what it's I thought interesting. it would be. It's because they know it's a huge this. market. They know that years three and five are the big years to get yep. people out of the profession mm-hmm. and retrain them for something else. Ay, ay, ay. So, yeah, that wraps up our um, our top ten list. There are, of course, a million other tips. but So we actually uh, we did this list inspired by a caller. So we're going to play a call for you in just a moment, but I was a little confused. So I actually reached out, uh, you can, on the program we use, you can text them back and ask them a question. So I asked her a few questions because I, I wasn't sure what exactly she was teaching. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about it first and then I'll play it. So uh, basically we're going to call this person Miss A. Miss A is actually a developer for uh, a, a company and she is volunteering her time two hours a week to do office hours for this coding program, this free coding program for girls. I didn't get permission to use the name, so I'm not going to, but basically they do classes for a few hours a week and then they get to talk to a professional in the field. And uh, so she gets their lessons and she looks over it and asks them if they have questions. And uh, it sounds like she maybe had a rough, day the other day so uh so let's, let's take a it. second and listen to this so i help teach two sessions of office hours my first session was absolute garbage and we have to record them so i get to watch myself be absolutely garbage teaching these kids my second session was amazing Everything flowed. I got good feedback. We had a one-on-one. Kids were telling me that they were doing really well, that they finally understood. They felt confident. And this is the session I did not record. I'm so angry. Unreasonably angry. Okay, that's a lot to say. Bye. Oh, wow. The sigh at the beginning <laughs> says it all. Just the just the waiting defeat. two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> the pause of defeat. Oh, Miss A and every new teacher out there, this is going to happen to you. The first time you get observed, I feel like everything that can go wrong <laughs> yes. will go wrong. Yes. 
And you have like you've we've seen those Michael Scott memes where he's like covering both sides of his face and he's like, I will kill you because you're just looking <laughs> yes. at your kids and you're like, what are you doing right now? I can remember one of my first years teaching. I was getting one of my formal observations and this was a year when they were really pushing super hard for having your objectives posted and all. And at the beginning of the class, everybody had to write their objective, which is now proven to be a huge waste of time. Write the objective down and know what their their goal is for the end of class. And so, of course, my supervisor walks over to the dumbest fucking kid in the room and goes, "What are, what's your learning objective for today? And he goes, finish this worksheet. And I'm like, God <laughs> damn you. That's just what happens. And then you're going to have, you know, little petty fights and kids asking the stupidest fucking questions during your review. That's just how it goes. That's, yeah. that's so disappointing, though, because as soon as they walk out of the room, it's like the most magical things will happen. You're like, wait, come back. Look, I swear I'm not a loser. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss A. Oh, so it'll get better, Miss A. Miss A, you're doing some great work out there. You should feel really great about Good for you. just volunteering to help these girls because we all know that girls like lose interest in uh, science and math. Yeah. Like, what is it? Like 14? There's a specific age out there where it drops drastically. So congratulations, Miss A. If you have any specific questions, feel free anytime to send us a message on Instagram and I, or Gmail. I usually get back to, or we usually get back to people pretty quickly. And thanks a lot for listening. We're going to mail you a prize. Wee! Isn't that fun to hear somebody call? I just love hearing somebody else's voice. I do too. It's It's just the poor, I feel so awful for laughing, but that sigh at the beginning. (laughs) That needs to be a drop. One day we're going to have a fancy engineer. That just puts in that uh, sigh for us. (laughs) We just need sting. We need hotkeys on our thing so we can throw that in there. Oh, speaking of hotkeys, I heard about this app called, I think it's called Pocket Sitcom, where, and this will be great for virtual teaching, where you, like after you say something, you push a button and it'll be like audience (laughs) applause sound effects, or you push a button and it'll be the whole audience going, oh, or like a wah, wah, like it's amazing, but you can just put your own stings in there. Great. It actually sounds really good for, uh, like, it seems like a really fun um, job to give a student during, like, story (gasps) time. That's such a great idea. Isn't that great? To just, like, everybody gets one turn to sit. And and I would probably make up a, like, you only get to do 10 rule or some, or five or whatever, so that they're not just constantly (laughs) pushing the stuff. (laughs) What a great idea. That could be a good class reward. Like, if you earn your points or whatever, you you get to be our sound engineer for the day. mm -hmm. Because I'm going to have to have... Uh, like a person since we're so at my school we're doing simultaneous virtual and um, in class and from the PD that I've been doing which has also been for virtual and in person we are constantly forgetting the people on zoom when you're in person you just forget so they have a second person in the room who's like oh they can't hear you or we have a question from the chat or whatever so that's going to be one of the coveted jobs in my room so you could have that person and then also your sound engineer yeah, my university job, I still have about two weeks until I start, but they're, that's something that they're toying with, having mm-hmm. like a student student technician student in tech. every classroom that just sits there and like zooms the camera in on my fat ass as yeah. I walk around the room. <laughs> zooms in and not, out real fast. Wow, yeah, wow. I'm not excited <laughs> about seeing myself on camera all the time. I know. Blech. All right, that's neither here nor there. Um, all right, great. I think it's time for our teaching tips. Which is um, what we just did, but we're going to do two bonus did. tips. This is for bonus all tips. tips, all teachers. Okay, 
Um, I like yours. Why don't you go first? Okay, so I went to the basement to find my teaching DVD player mm. because my husband wanted to watch a DVD. And he was like, what? damn, I wish I had a DVD player. And I was like, I totally have one in the basement in like my teaching trunk. Uh, so I'm digging around looking for it. And I found a binder that was full of referrals and uh, brought me back. But I looked and I was like, oh, look at Smart Miss W filled them all out. So because smart. if you've ever had to write a referral or any other kind of form that you use often at the school, it takes a lot of time, man. There's usually totally a lot of boxes does. that you need to check Especially off. the nurse one. And you've got a kid like actively yes. throwing up and you have to fill out yes. 15 lines with all this shit. So fill everything except for the date and time out ahead of time and then make a bunch of copies so that you can just Good snatch it up. call. Well, so ours are the the carbon copy forms where you have to press hard with your pen, so we can't oh, make that copies. Sucks. But at least you could bring home a stack of five or ten, and while yeah. you're watching TV one night, just pre-fill your name and the class and the you know just the things that you can, so that when you're ready, you can at least have that part ready to go. That is an excellent time-saving tip for the bureaucracy that is school. What's it's the worst. And I was at another <laughs> so school work. that did um infractions. Mm. So we had like a giant binder that we had to record the ugh, it's a whole big thing. So yes, yeah, so awesome. do yourself a favor and write it in the write that out. Voice. Okay, so here's mm-hmm. my suggestion. My suggestion is to have your own desk snacks. There's always the teacher on campus who's like, I always have chocolate in my room, so pop in whenever. So what I would do is always go in their room and then eat like 19 little snack si- mm-hmm. fun-sized chocolate bars in a day and then feel sick and also fat. So what I started doing was like in my own desk, I would put snacky things like just the individual bags of Cheez-Its or, mm-hmm. you know, little until fucking every, oh, I'll get to that and screaming in the parking lot in a second. There was a favorite <laughs> snack that I'm not allowed to have anymore because fuck, because of this oh, thing that I'm about no. to scream about. But if you can have just some like little go-to things that mm-hmm. in those snip, tiny snippets of time when you can eat, because there's all those lunch breaks that we don't get because you have to do an art or you have to do, you know, right. extra duty or cover another club or whatever it is. This will just keep you going, um, especially those of us who get hangry and take it out on other yeah. people because we don't have if, any control over ourselves. If you can afford it slash have a space in your classroom, I love having a tiny refrigerator. I know. Because so I like being able to have like cheese sticks yeah. and stuff. Because it's usually the refrigerated stuff is a little healthier. That's it is. Air it's all the fresh stuff. Yeah. So you can like put a little, put some go-gurt and stuff yeah. like that or a piece of fruit. Some apple or, slices like, or whatever. Diet Coke. Diet right. Coke. Yeah. Um, some kombucha and a Diet Coke. <laughs> Keep it going today. <laughs> I do hate kombucha though. So I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to screaming in the parking lot. Screaming in the parking lot. Because this goes with what I just said. My favorite snack used to be from Target. You can get those big boxes. They have like those big plastic containers of like different trail mixes and shit. My favorite one was the dried cranberries with fucking cashews and almonds. Because you can grab a handful of that. You get some protein, get a little bit of fiber, Mm -hmm. and you're good to go. Well, now fucking everybody in America is allergic to nuts. So you can't have nuts anywhere. Because another one of my favorite teaching snacks was I would keep a big old jar of Jif peanut butter in the bottom drawer of my file cabinet and a shit ton of plastic spoons. And when kids would be transitioning classes, I would just get a spoonful and eat it. Well, now everybody dies if there's a peanut anywhere. What happened? And when did it happen that everybody's allergic to peanuts? So we're going to do a show about this because, or we're going to do a topic because I have done research on this. I just have to say, 
when I work at schools that are more economically disadvantaged, it's not as big of a problem. Is it? Allergic to peanuts. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So there's, uh, I need to look up the science so that I'm not totally talking out my ass. But they did a study in the last five or ten years that basically said a lot of those tests gave people false negatives, so these kids aren't actually allergic to peanuts. Oh. That being said, some people really are and might die. So please they don't really go smear are. your I've children with peanut heard, butter. Yeah, that's true. I've also heard though that it has to do with people not exposing their children to peanuts Correct. until so they're now older. we're getting a wave of that because there were so many false waiting until they were a year or two to give them peanuts. Yeah, yeah. So now like the exact opposite is true. Or the uh, a lot of decim doctors are recommending you get Expose like that peanut really powder and yeah. you just put a Try little bit it. of it exactly strawberries too i think because that was becoming yeah. an issue and then they were like well why mm-hmm. don't you just not wait a year and then your right. kid can develop you know whatever it is they need to develop oh, i God, miss my I fucking peanut butter peanut butter is so about. god good. so good so good all right my screaming in the parking lot how am i gonna learn anybody's names if they're wearing a mask oh i don't know i don't know what their faces are gonna look like so currently i'm teaching this movement and voice class so it's like voice for the actor it's not like singing so you know projecting and breath control good sounds like a good messed up class to teach no shit (laughs) so so yeah, like I, I love seeing all their emotions right? and just their eyes. But anyway, I'm gonna have such a hard time. It's and then the other class eyebrows. I'm teaching is a, a musical theater dancing class for a theater company, and this is for mm. children. Those are the ones that I'm like, I'll never. You'll never learn, learn their, their names. names. I don't nope. know who they are. I think You're going to have to give them, them name tags. Name tags every week. I think that's what I'm going to do. And just tell them like, it's not because I don't care about you. It's just, I can't see your whole face. And so it's real, real hard. Yeah. And I also just, <laughs> so I got my, I got my little plastic face cup. Your dick cup. We were talking about yeah, this. Yeah, I got it. I got it. And I, it's, it does work. It keeps me from swallowing my mask, but then I have plastic on my face, so it gets really sweaty. Well, I was going to ask like, you about this because right after we recorded that podcast, of course, my phone was listening the whole time, even though it's on airplane mode. Mm-hmm. And Facebook immediately started advertising different dick cups to put over my face under my mask. And one of them looks like um, like a mouse trap that from the game yeah. The Mouse Trap. Yeah, that's net what it that looks drops like. Down. Yeah. Okay, but it has like holes in it. So that it's like breathable. Is that what yours looks like? Or is it like a... Yeah, s- okay. I'll send you a picture after this. Okay. So it basically goes like that. And there's like plastic that goes She's like She's cupping here, her here, hands like around a, her mouth and nose as if she were like yelling. Like a cage. Yes, like yeah. a cage. Okay. Um, I'm just but curious. it makes my face so sweaty. sweaty. So Do you have mask knee problems? Not right now because I've really not been had to avoiding do it doing anything where I have to wear it for any length of time. Yeah. But I just ordered two expensive ones from a dance wear company because mm. it's like masks for dancers. For, how much and it's were got those? wire that's in it. They were $17 that's each. That's the thing. It's for my job. I'm going to be dancing yeah. several hours a week and I just can't well, be then you can on my mask. You can put that on your two. annual teacher write-off you're fucking you're gonna spend it all on masks that's one thing is um we would really like some mask sponsors we will try all of your masks and we will absolutely laud your praises there's so many products i've just been making a list of products i'm like i need to reach out and tell them that we have a podcast so they'll send me some free (laughs) shit so i could talk about them because this is some good stuff um yes i'm uh, 
I'm not I think I'm just going to have all this to do, money on masks. I think I'm just going to have to do name tags for You're my gonna kids. You're going to have to. And I hope that these masks work, the ones yeah. that I just ordered from this dance company. So I'll try them out. The other thing you could do is, um, and again, this would be an expense, but get make them, ma- and like get the cheap masks, but like have everybody a mask made and put their name on their, their mask. I've Yeah, I've thought about that also. For this theater company, I think that's probably... That's probable because this is in and uh, uh, like these are parents paying Who for would do private it? lessons. Okay, yeah. right. So I'm guessing there will be quite a few children that have monogrammed. Oh, with I'm their sure. Names on their masks. especially if it's in the South, because you know mm-hmm. that everything you is monogrammed. Everything. That's right. <laughs> I have a it's monogrammed be a smocked mask. <laughs> I monogrammed my baby's backs with a tattoo ink when they were born. <laughs> yeah, smocked, fucking smocked mask with a monogram and a little crab. A little crab uh-huh. underneath it. Oh my god! <laughs> so LL Bean. Yikes! I was gonna all right, it's time else for all worth it. Oh, it's time for all worth oh, it. So I'm gonna go first. Okay. So, oh my goodness, uh, I'm so excited. We've had a lot of really good feedback from our podcast. We're getting some five star reviews. We've <gasps> had people reaching out, asking, like showing us their five star reviews, so we can send them those prizes. And uh, we we've were... had people calling. Yes, voicemails. It's amazing. And it's not our moms. Like, it's so exciting. (laughs) Oh, that's good. My mom should have our moms called. We should. Yeah. I don't even know that my mom knows how. I told her when this was happening, and I promised to have like a a FaceTime date with her to explain to her how to download a podcast. podcast So she definitely is not listening yet. (laughs) My mom's savvy. I just sent her the anchor link, and she was on it. So she had a car trip. She's like, Me and your dad listen to the episodes. We really like it. I was like, well, you oh, have to say that. God, I love your parents. Uh, oh, they're so fantastic. Funny. Um, so yeah, so people are listening. People are reviewing. We're getting some great feedback. We were actually guests on a podcast we recently. Were. And I think that the episode will be out by the time you hear this. Definitely one. I think it so. will have been out for a few weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he said he was going to release it early, huh? Yeah. Uh, so it's the Dan Aykroyd podcast, and it is the episode Nothing But Trouble, Ooh. which is a uh, It is a troublesome. Gross, it's troublesome. Maybe that's why I'm having nightmares. Movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> and um, Miss B and Miss W are are pretty NC-17 in this episode. We so are. So we're still warning you ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> it's way worse. Um, yeah, so I'm feeling really good. And it's just been so long since I've done anything. I know. <laughs> I well, we're say. both performers. So it's, nice to be doing so it's been a while since anyone has feedback. been like, wow, you're so talented and good at stuff. Like, And we <laughs> like, need yeah. that. And so we this do. is very, it's very mm-hmm. important for us. <laughs> and neither of us have a TikTok account for people to be like, oh, wow, that's great how you did both. <laughs> Yeah, so that's so I'm feeling really good about that. What's what's your what's your all worth it? Um, well, I wish we would have ended with yours because yours is would have oh, been shit. yours would have made bad. sense to end with. So now I feel like I should wait for mine for next week. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it for the next You're time because I want to end cool, on yeah. that because we're gonna link. Yeah, go listen to us on the Dan Aykroyd podcast and continue to listen to this podcast also. Yeah, and tell your friends oh, and about please it. Please tell your friends to subscribe because we cannot publicize it or we can't promote it because. Yeah. We don't want to get fired. That's right. Is the deal. So please, 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 please tell your friends to download and listen. Oh, you know what we should do is like an Instagram promotion where like if you tell, if you tag X number of your friends in this post about our podcast, we'll send you a a little special prize. We're close to five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do that. I was just saying we're close to 500 listeners. We should do something for that. But also we should do that. This is a conversation we should be having. It's very boring. Let me write down the (laughs) 
cut this part out. (laughs) All right. I think that about wraps it up. Another fantastic episode in the books. Do you have a BS in education? We want to hear from you. Email us at bsineducation2020 at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, bsineducation. And we love when you call us on the phone. We love the it so much. The phone number is 234-73-TEACH. Again, that's 234-73-TEACH. Sometimes we'll give you questions that we're looking for. But if you want to tell us a funny story, just complain about us. Just do a really long, loud, oh, we'll could, play it. Can we do that? We can we collect a whole way. bunch of, yes. <laughs> can we collect a whole bunch of verbal stings from you guys? Just like sound effects <laughs> that you make as a teacher. It could end up on the podcast absolutely. as a permanent fixture. Absolutely. Hotkeys. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's it. Uh, this has been a BS in, in Education. education. Class is ended, time to go Pick up your crayons off the floor Class is ended, time to go I don't want to see your face no more Thank you for listening to ABS in Education My tummy hurts